Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. And welcome to the Buck Blue Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. We are streaming on 680thefan.com. Click and watch the show and then listen on our fan mobile app, driven by Beaver Toyota of Coming. Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you up at Beaver and Coming. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service. DT in the house, ready to go, our engineer. Road Dog, our producer, he's in Athens today, getting ready for that Kirby Smart press conference. And if you have not thought about it yet, it's Georgia, Florida week. Gators and Bulldogs coming up on Saturday. Down in Jayville, baby. How about them? Oh, yes, sir. We're going to have you set up all week long on this show, getting you ready for the big showdown between Thank the dogs both. and the Gators. And you're going to hear Kirby Smart in his press conference coming up a little later this morning. That said, I believe I got it all in, DT. Did I get it all in? Got the sponsors mentioned and all that? It's a good start, yeah. All right, well, let's get going. Bucks. Big. With the exception of our current president, I've never heard as many people make so many excuses for a person as I'm hearing about Desmond Ritter. Listen closely. In football, points and turnovers are the two key factors in winning and losing. Lay the ball on the ground, throw it to the wrong color jersey, normally means you, you lose. So please, spare me the mention of the passing yards stat. And yesterday on the Fox broadcast and on the Fox pre- and post-game show, I kept hearing about how Desmond Ritter had led the league in passing yards over the previous two games. Folks, Ritter is a red zone turnover machine. He's got six turnovers in the last two games. That leads the league. A week ago, he had three picks. Yesterday in Tampa, three fumbles. Now, fumble number three came at the goal line with Ritter making a youth league football mistake of carrying the ball in the wrong arm. Fumble number two came at the goal line in a snap from center where the ball got up. Fumble number one came before the half on a strip sack. Add it all up, and those three fumbles cost the Falcons at least 17 points. This is not sustainable. This is unacceptable. And for a quarterback, it's downright embarrassing. And there's your big take as we get the show underway. That is brought to you by Daco Systems Heating and Air. 
So we'll get the show started every day with the big take. Let's lift the spirits, though. And, I, hey, this, is, this might be a little controversial. Let's get to the top five, uh, the new Power Five ranking here on the Buck Blue Show. The best in college football and the NFL. Five, five, four, four three, three, two, two, one. It's time for Buck Baloo's Top 5. Presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. All right, heading into week number nine of the college football season, here's the way it stacks up on my show. Under consideration, Utah. Boy, that was a nice win for them out in L.A. Oklahoma drops out of the top five. They barely beat UCF at home. Texas won at Houston in a close game. They've allowed 54 points in the last two games defensively. Washington, a pick six in the fourth quarter, helped them survive a one-and-six Arizona State team. Those teams, especially Utah, under consideration. All right, here we go. Top five. Going to start up top. Top three stay the same. I've got number one. I've got the Florida State Seminoles. 30-plus in 13 games in a row. They've won 13 games in a row. Beat a top-20 team, Duke, up 10 in the second quarter. Seminoles were able to put it together. And let me just say how much I love Jordan Travis, the quarterback for Florida State. Big-time player. Took over in the fourth quarter. And uh, his coach loving the fact he can uh, lean on Jordan Travis getting the job done. Florida State number one. Bulldogs number two. They took the week off, so you know, penalized him a little bit for taking the week off. Georgia number two. I've got Michigan three. I'm downgrading them because they have yet to play a top 25 caliber team. Talk about a soft schedule. They beat up on a Michigan State team over the weekend that's in chaos. Back in the top five, jumping back in there, I've got the Ohio State Buckeyes. Took down Penn State again. They've got two big wins over top ten teams, Notre Dame and Penn State. Buckeyes back in there checking in this week at number four. At number five, the Alabama Crimson Tide. Slam the Volunteers in Knoxville. Now, Tennessee, a top 20 team. They play them on the road, and they absolutely body slammed them. Tied defense. Uh, playing rough and tough. Milrow, one of the top-rated quarterbacks in college football. He's developing quickly. He's playing with a lot more confidence. He can hurt you with the deep ball and the legs. And I'm ready for the criticism. I'm sure it's going to come raining down. Texas Texas beat Alabama, Baloo, you idiot. Well, yeah, I know that, but that, was, that seems like months ago. This is right now. And right now, Alabama looks better than Washington, Texas, Oklahoma, and maybe even Utah. So here we go, top five this week, heading into week number nine. I've got Florida State remains number one, Georgia staying number two, Michigan three, Ohio State four, 
and Alabama back in there at number five. Shut Jock. Most top five on 680 The Fan, Atlanta's sports station. Yeah, man, Alabama back in there. So you're surprised to see that, DT? Oh, no, not from Bama Buck. Bama or Buck's always all over. Bama, Bama, Buck, Bama huh? Buck throwing a the ba- My no. Goodness, we talked I about have it. Never heard that. We cra- we kind of crapped on them the first couple weeks of the season. They probably deserved it. And then we also mentioned how they kind of righted the ship. So they look much improved, obviously, yeah. over they did what a month and a half month ago. So. Oh, there's no doubt. Uh, look, the defense, one of the better defenses I've seen in college football this year. And I still remember talking with some highly respected football uh, opinion folks that immediately said once at this station, no, no, from other from other places, no, um, among some folks here that said once. Saban decided to bench Milrow that it, it was over. M- Milrow had to transfer. There's there's no way he can come back and be the quarterback. And I just shook my head saying that is an absolute shame that, that people even think that. Of Yeah, we have to sit a guy down so he's done. He'll never start for the program ever again. He'll never play. And that obviously wasn't the case. Milrow figured it out. He's played pretty well. My played very well. Man, he throws the deep ball about as well as anybody in college football. So. Yeah, and can run around with the best of them. Big, strong kid. Very likable, too. Uh, easy to root for. Yeah, so there you go. I'm sure people are going to be ripping me. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure Twitter's going going nuts on Bama Buck right now. Hashtag Bama Buck is trending already. I'm sure. Yeah, right. Well, as soon as we post that on the 680 the fan social media site, boy, the criticism's going to come raining down. I'm sure the Crimson Tide fans though won't be disappointed with that. Roll down Tide. They're probably thinking we're underestimated at this point in time in the season. It's probably fair. And, and I mean, we're looking like said, it's going to be Georgia and Alabama back in the SEC title looks, game. Looks, looks likely. We'll see what LSU has to say. I don't know if, uh, if that's going to work anymore. Well, their defense yeah, is terrible. Yeah, they can't stop anybody. They'll, they'll score, yeah. but I don't know how much they'll stop them. Jaden Daniels is awesome. There's no doubt about that. Yeah, and we'll continue with the uh, theme of college football as we come back. Shane Matthews, former Gator quarterback. And now with the Gator broadcast team, we'll get this Georgia-Florida week underway with Shane and talk a little uh, little bit about how the Falcons came away with a victory. You got the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Show here on the fan 680 and 93.7. Appreciate you hanging out as the high school football season's winding down. And you can count on us come Friday night with our football, Friday night football game of the week and the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show. Coming up this Friday, we got big game coverage as Rome takes on Creekview in our Friday night football game of the week. And if you're out and about checking some other games out, stick around 
for the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show. Get updates, scores from around the state of Georgia as we get closer to playoff time. Friday night football game of the week and the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show presented by Johnny's New York Style Pizza, WNB Factory, Piedmont Urgent Care, and our friends at Fox 5 Atlanta. Let's go to the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. Bring on our truest Gator insider, Shane Matthews, former, well, a Florida Hall of Fame quarterback, a two-time SEC Player of the Year, 14-year NFL veteran, and a member of the Gator Radio Network as a color analyst. Shane, man, we appreciate your time today. Anytime, Buck. Appreciate you having me on. Shane, are you expecting the Gators to play the dogs tough in Jacksonville Saturday? I am. I mean, obviously, it's an uphill battle. We all know the the program that Kirby Smart has built. I think uh, Billy Napier is trying to get us on that level playing field. It's it's an uphill battle, but uh, we've made progress in year two under Billy Napier. So we'll see what happens Saturday in Jacksonville. I tell you, I watched uh, some video here over the weekend of the Gators, and I left pretty impressed on both sides of the ball. Uh, offensively, uh, it looks like the Gators have a really solid offense. Offensive line looks really solid. Uh, you got Graham Mertz playing at a high level. You got a go-to receiver that can make some plays in uh, Pearsall. Two good running backs that are dangerous. Shane, tell us about Graham Mertz. What is it that you're impressed with? Well, I was one of the few buck back in the summertime um, watching the first week or two of training camp. I was like, this dude is really good. I'm like, he would be playing for Steve Spurrier. He's that type of quarterback. Smart, extremely accurate, can anticipate, knows where to go with the football. And everybody was so negative, negative about him throughout the country because of what happened at Wisconsin. But again, I joke around with Graham all the time. I'm like, why would you even go to Wisconsin? You were the number two rated quarterback coming out of high school. I believe it came down between Alabama and Wisconsin. Nobody comes out of Wisconsin at the quarterback position worth a darn. So, uh, <laughs> he, he, I mean, it's true though. I mean, he he's you know he's six three and a half, maybe six four, about two twenty five. He's got pretty good mobility as well. Uh, extremely accurate, and and this is the best skill guys Florida's had probably since 2020, I guess, when Trask threw for a ton of yards. I guess that was the COVID year. Uh, they they have some really dudes that can make plays, and that got me excited leading up to the season. And we opened it up a little bit and let Graham go throw it uh, against South Carolina. I hope Billy does that because, you know, we have to have some explosive plays to have a chance to beat Georgia. What about the skater defense? Uh, Georgia with some issues, right offensive tackle being one of them, where they ended the last game with the third tackle on the field, the number three right tackle out on the field. I'm not sure how that will shake out coming into this game. They might get their first or second team tackle back out there. We'll learn more about that coming up later today. And then then Brock Bowers, the best football player on the team, unavailable for this one. Uh, I see where the, the Gators have not had a lot of success sacking the quarterback, and Beck's played well. What are you expecting out of the Gator defense Saturday? Well, they're much improved, much better than the last couple of years. Austin Armstrong, a young guy, just turned 30, has come over with great energy, 
Uh, you know, he's coached a little bit under Kirby. When If you closed your eyes and heard them both speak at the podium, you would think it would be Kirby Smart talking. Uh, but he's brought energy, like I said. And we have some good young players over there. We haven't sacked the quarterback, as you mentioned, uh, enough. But we've pressured them enough and got them off the spot. Um, got some really good guys on the back end. I think the key to this, we all know Georgia loves to run the football. Uh, our front seven has not been SEC caliber the last few years. It's much better this year. We'll see how it holds up Saturday. Uh, but I like what the defense has done. Um, gave up a bunch of points to South Carolina, but uh, they have some really good skill players, and that's just kind of how the game went. So I, I expect us to come out with great energy and, and play really, really hard, and we must tackle. You know, missed tackles in this league will kill you. Shane, what is give us a uh, an impression of where the Gator fan base is right now? It's been a tough little stretch here for the Gator football program. Uh, the football team's been down a little bit. Where are we at with Napier and the Gator Nation? Well, it depends on who you ask and and what day of the week and after which game. Uh, you know, it fluctuates. <laughs> Uh, I'm a huge Billy Napier fan. I think he's the right guy. I mean, you couldn't ask for a more genuine football coach that does it the right way, um, has a plan. You know, right now he's a tremendous recruiter, Buck. We're like number two or number three in America. Just picked up the number one defensive line recruit, L.J. McCray, out of mainland Daytona this past weekend. I think he picked us over probably, I think, Georgia, Alabama, and Florida State. So that was a big gift for him. Um you know, people want him to hire an offensive coordinator, but then after the last game, people loved how he called plays. So it goes back and forth. But he's got us headed in the right direction. It was a mess that he took over, but people want to win right now. And obviously what George has done to us, you know, I, I tell people, I was like, you people that grew up in the Spurrier era now feel what George has went through during that era. <laughs> because we dominated the dogs. Now they're dominating us. You know, it goes back and forth. So hopefully uh, we can become very competitive come Saturday. Shane, what are your impressions watching the Georgia Bulldogs play? Do you see a little drop off coming off the last two national championship seasons? Uh, I mean, hell, they still haven't lost. So I don't know if they're really dropping off, but uh, the run they're going through is, is remarkable. Uh, you know, I thought Stetson Bennett was a phenomenal leader, did things you couldn't teach. I think Carson Beck uh, is a really, really talented kid, and he's played well. Um, you know, I, I guess the one thing, and I, I haven't watched Georgia as closely as I probably should have, but you always know about running backs. I don't know if I know about any running backs that Georgia, and I know they're talented, but, you know, it's not that featured back right now. And you know defensively with Kirby and Muschamp, uh, they're as good as anybody in America. So uh, until somebody beats them, they're the king of college football right now. Shane, you played 14 years in the National Football League. Have you watched the Falcons enough to know that they're not utilizing Kyle Pitts enough? Now, he made some great plays yesterday against the Buccaneers down in Tampa. In fact, a couple of plays that were highlight reel kind of plays. Are you a little confused with uh, the Falcons not taking advantage of his skill set any more than they are? Yeah, there's no question. You just mentioned, I, I saw a little bit of the game yesterday, and, and those highlight catches, those are just everyday catches for Kyle Pitts. His catch, catch radius is ridiculous, Buck. I mean, even when he had that tremendous year with Trask and those guys, he'd make some unbelievable catches. So, uh, 
if the Falcons coaches are listening, I would tell them, get the ball to number eight as much as possible. And now y'all have another former wide receiver that played here at Florida, Van Jefferson, who can stretch the field. So maybe if they'll throw those two guys the football, they'll win some more games. However, they are, I believe they're leading the NFC South right now. Shane, thanks so much for spending some time with us this morning. We appreciate it, and uh, have a good week. know a lot of people be listening to you this week, getting them ready for the Gator Bulldog Showdown Saturday. Yeah, it should be fun. Thanks, Buck. Shane Matthews joined us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker Line. Won a ton of games for the Gators. The Dirty Birds are in our blood. And guys like Buck know what's happening in the huddle. Let's dive into Falcons football on the fan. Yeah, Falcons football, man, got a win down in Tampa. Falcons woke up in first place in the NFC South. Well, I think a lot of the Falcons fans care, Coach. First place has been a minute. I think it's been like six years. I'm sure Coach Art would say the work's nowhere near done. we got a long way to go. That that. drop, as we call it in the industry, uh, probably relating to something else. I'm sure he's thrilled. Who cares? No, he cares. Trust me. He cares for sure. And a little frustrating, at least for me. Uh, For instance, we get a sound sheet every day, all the shows, of audio that we have access to to run on our shows. And it's a little frustrating that I wanted to talk about on the Falcon segment today about the reasons why they won. And, you know, there's no audio talking about Nielsen's defense or young way Koo being clutch, knocking down these field goals. So a little bit frustrating there. But I will uh, talk about the defense, shut down the Buccaneers. How about that? 13 points they allowed in their backyard with that ship in the end zone. And you look right now, Nielsen's defense allowing less than 20 points a game. How impressive is that? We have not seen a lot of that over recent memory with the Falcons' defense. They are allowing only 19 points a game. Playing tremendous on defense. Shut down the Bucks' running game. They had 73 yards rushing. And that counts that scramble that uh, Baker Mayfield had late in the game. You look at the Buccaneer running back, 17 carries for 41 yards. Let me do the math for you. 2.4 yards per carry. Stuffing them in the run game. Stuffing them in the red zone. Bucks 0 for 2 in the red zone. We're even sacking the quarterback. And I was never really sold on Troy Anderson, the linebacker. I know a lot of people were. They loved his measurables. But I just didn't see a guy that reacted real well. And that's one of the key ingredients you need as a linebacker is to be able to read and react. And I tell you, this Landman guy, he is, uh, he's a guy that can read and react. Twelve tackles in the game yesterday for Landman. Ellis had six. He has been leading the way defensively for us. Eighteen tackles between Landman and Ellis. Great job at the linebacker spot. And how about Richie Grant, baby? There are some Falcons fans wanting to show him the door and kick his butt out of town, and, boy, he settled in. All he needed was some uh, some NFL game experience, and he's got it now, had the big interception, eight tackles in the game, and suddenly our safety duo 
Looks like one of the better ones in the league. Richie Grant, thumbs up, man. D-line won the line of scrimmage yesterday on Yamada with four tackles. Campbell stepping up with four tackles. Big Grady doing his thing, mixing it up at the point of attack. And this uh, LaCale uh, London. I kept seeing him yesterday, and I was thinking, my goodness, who's that? The other London, right? But yeah, the, uh, they kept saying bit... London, and I was thinking, London? I know we got a receiver named London. Yeah, Drake's a big receiver, but this guy's bigger than, than Drake. Now, this guy, it was only his second game. Big fumble recovery? He On was, the field. He was running around, man. He was making plays. And uh, so I had to investigate. Who is this LaCale London? And I found out that he had a strong XFL season playing with the St. Louis Battlehawks. And the Falcons were paying attention, brought him in, activated him for the Commanders game, and he was out there mixing it up yesterday down in Tampa. How about the other London? Let me just say, uh, Ryan Nielsen, really impressed with his Falcons defense from top to bottom. Unbelievable what a turnaround we've seen. Dean Pease did a, a pretty good job. Nielsen has taken that and taken it to a whole new level. We lose that game without the Falcons' defense playing ball. You talked about the secondary doing a good job, but uh, Jeff Okuda has really felt like a difference maker the last couple weeks now that he's finally healthy out there. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, no doubt. Uh, Terrell got beat on the one touchdown pass, but balled out the rest of the game. So at all three levels, we suddenly look legitimate on defense, man. Outside of the fact they ha- they don't turn the ball over that much uh, compared to what you would consider, you know, a, a, a big-time NFL defense. But outside of that uh, run we saw in 2017 where they did turn the ball over a lot, this is the best defense we've seen in Atlanta in a long time. But. Really impressive, man. And then, you know, I used to call him uh, Young Hoku because that's the way he spells it. But... I get it right now, but. No, I know, and, and I've gotten it for Young Waku. I don't care how you spell it. This is Young Way, and it's his world, and we're just living in it. Nobody has been more accurate, more dependable, more clutch than Young Waku across the NFL as far as the place kickers go. And there's some tremendous kickers in this league. The world's best kickers. And Young Waku is the best of all of them. You know, normally when the the game is riding and there's a kicker sent out to win the game, I have some doubts. I'm not 100% feeling confident, except for when Kevin Butler was kicking and and then Rex Robinson also at Georgia, two of the all-time greats. But when uh, Koo takes the field, I'm 100% confident he's about to drill the field. Everyone in that stadium knew he was about to kick it, Buck. And 51 yards, uh, not exactly a chip shot. But, yeah, we we expect no less from Young Waku at this point. Yeah, he he marks off those three steps, gets himself in position. I'm thinking there's no way he's missing this kick. This is 100% going to be good. Falcons woke up in first place today. How about that? You got that right, Chris. That is awesome. Just hope we can get the quarterback thing straightened out. But I had that at the top of the show. 
All right, uh, I believe it is now time for the Bulldog Roundtable. The fan is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs, and it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, 45, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ballgame. Georgia will win this ballgame only on the fan. 680 and 93.7 FM. Back third down on the eight. In trouble. Got a block behind him. Going to throw in a run. Complete to the 25. To the 30. Lindsey's got 35, 40. Lindsey's got 45, 50. 45, 40. Run, Lindsey. 25, 20, 50, 10, 5. Lindsey's got. Lindsey's got. Lindsey's got. What a glorious day that was. We get the Georgia-Florida week underway. I just couldn't think of a better way to open Georgia-Florida week, at least on this show, than playing the classic Larry Munson call of that 1980 comeback win over the Gators. Now, the call went on another two minutes as he talked about all those dog fans that were living or renting up the coastline, uh, where all those dog fans had rented those condominiums along the beach and and there was going to be some property destroyed tonight. And we didn't need that Delta jet airplane to fly us back to Athens after that game. I think we could have flown ourselves back to Athens. But Larry apparently needed a new chair as he went right through. Uh, he went through that metal, metal steel, steel chair. chair yes, yeah. sir, man. Yeah, that, uh, that was one to remember. And that was a great one to be a part of. And I know that I still get some people being critical, saying, yeah, Blue, I could have made that pass. It was the scramble beforehand, beforehand, Buck. You really extended that play, picked up a block behind you. Yeah, you sound like months. <laughs> I've, picked up a I've block heard the call you. a few times, yeah. Yeah, and I, I really think that was one of the better passes that I was able to throw at the college level. Hit him in stride, though. That, that was basically Lindsey's full speed immediately right there. You know, time was running out. We had it was a uh, third down play. And I knew the ball somehow had to get the ball to our big play receiver, Lindsey Scott. There was no other alternative. The ball had to go to Lindsey Scott. Then it's just speed from that point. And the play came in from the sideline. I was going to change it if I didn't like it. Play came in from the sideline. It was our best drop-back passing call. Our best drop-back pass. Left 76. And that play, Lindsey was at the Z receiver, so he was wide right. Formation was tilted to the left. We had our X receiver running a deep post. Uh, Lannis Jones, Chuck Jones. We had Norris Brown running at tight end, running an underneath crossing route. Herschel got the fake of the – I didn't hardly fake it to him because everybody knew we had to throw it. But he ran a little check down route. And then we had Lindsay at the Z that was running the dig, which is a deep crossing route. Now, the Gators rush three, had a little uh, TE stunt going on where the end, uh, David Galloway was able to get up the middle, for, came free. Nat Hudson picked him up. Great job by our right offensive tackle, Nat Hudson. And then I was able to move outside the pocket. But there was a linebacker between me and Lindsay <clears throat> as they were playing zone. So I pointed at Lindsay, and we had never discussed, 
Never once had I said to Lindsay, if you ever see me in one of these games point to you, that means for you to stop immediately. So I point, Lindsay stops immediately. The linebacker kept drifting with the underneath zone, and that gave me that alley to get Lindsay the ball, and my first thought was don't overthrow this ball. And one of the teaching points for a quarterback is when you're on the run, uh, you're going to throw it <clears throat> intermediate. you got to get on top of the pass because otherwise that ball typically would sail on a, on a quarterback and, and you'd throw it high. So I got on top of it, hit Lindsey right in the numbers, and then he did the rest of the work. Never once did we talk about what the point would mean. And you know what? That, that was, it, was, it was confidence. It was chemistry. It was all the reps that we had put in during practice through the years. It was our close, tight relationship that we had that he was able to understand what I needed him to do in that moment. Now, I'm hoping Carson Beck and uh, Car and say Dom Lovett or uh, Lad McConkey won't have to go through something like that in the game on Saturday. Hoping the uh, dogs are going to have another comfortable victory and won't have to rely on some miracle play at the end of the game to get it done. But uh, great having Shane on earlier. And, and by the way, I want to uh, give a shout-out to Mike McLean, one of our sales reps who stepped up and gave us an assist there in the studio with you as uh, Road Dogs over in Athens getting ready for the Kirby Smart Press Conference. And so McLean, our sales rep, came in, was able to uh, get Shane on the phone. And so we appreciate him assisting us on the show today. Uh, Brock Bowers out injured. Won't be a part of this game. How big a factor will that be? Oscar Delp will step in. Uh, he is the next man up, as Kirby would say, and uh, can do a lot of the things that Brock Bowers can do. Uh, a very similar skill set in that uh, of his versatility. He can line up all over the field like Bowers. He can uh, catch the ball in tight places like Bowers. Uh, dependable receiver like Bowers. Just doesn't have the uh, runaway speed that Bowers has. But I don't think Mike Bobo is going to have to change much of the offense in this game on Saturday with Delp stepping in uh, for Brock Bowers. Lawson Lucky, anxious to see how he would fit. He's the freshman receiver out of Norcross. Might get a little more playing time. Carson Beck has a multitude of weapons to get the ball to. You got Rosemary Jack Saint. They can take advantage of his length getting him the football. You got Dominic Lovett getting the ball about five times a game. I would think that would not change. You're still going to target him five, six times in the game. Lad McConkey is available, and uh, thank goodness for that, a big play weapon. I would assume Bobo is trying to game plan Lad McConkey and to have a bigger impact in this game coming up on Saturday because he's a big play man and he's dependable. Ra-Ra Thomas has really developed. He's more comfortable in the offense, and I believe he's a guy that can give you more than you've asked out of him in the uh, the earlier games of the season. Arian Smith has gone missing. I think uh, when, when you got the opponent studying your video, your game tape, they're not going to see Arian Smith making any plays. He's the forgotten man. Might be a good time to give him a couple of shots deep down the field and see if he can haul that in. 
Georgia, I said it last week. I'm going to say it in, uh, today as we get the week started. Going to have to lean on Carson Beck a little bit more in this passing game with Brock Bowers out of the lineup. But we're going to see how that goes. Gators, I wouldn't count them out. As Shane was saying, they uh, they got a quarterback that making a lot of good quick decisions like Carson Beck is doing. I think this is going to be a, a competitive football game coming up on Saturday. By the way, I saw the line, and DT, that was wrong last week, this idea that Georgia was going to be favored by 23 and a half. You asked me out in the bullpen. I thought about it for a second side. I don't know, about 13 and a half points. You said 23. That blew us, that blew us away. I believe the line's 14. So I was about right, huh? Yeah, the line's 14. Thank you very much. And we're going to be breaking it down all week long here on the show. Coming back on the other side, some of that disappointing play out of college football from two deep south programs. We'll break it down for you. It's the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. On the fan, 680 and 93.7, Atlanta Sports Station and the college football voice of the South. That's what we are. And proud of it, by the way. Hey, join Nick and Chris for the live broadcast at Lake Point Sports Champion Center coming up on Wednesday. They're hosting the 2023 National Youth Sports Summit. How about this? Roberto Clemente, Jr., will be on hand as he's recognized for his contribution to youth sports. You can reserve a seat at nationalyouthsportsummit.com. Roberto Clemente. Wow. His dad, what a player. Or was it his grandfather? Yeah, he's Ro- junior. I think it was his dad. Yeah, right? Roberto Clemente. Boy, he was something to see out there. That was awesome. Uh, let's talk college football here for a moment. A couple of games uh, here in the Deep South that are worthy of talking about. One of them is the Georgia Tech Yellow Jackets as they go down to Boston College this past Saturday, 38-23. And it's uh, very disappointing. We had talked about this matchup last week here on the show. Uh, as one of the games when you looked at the Georgia Tech schedule that sort of toughens up down the stretch here with some big, big challenges that they still face. They needed a victory over B.C. to really feel good about their chances of making it to a bowl game. And look, uh, this is exactly the uh, the focus for them, the goal for them coming into the season under Brent Key. Make it to a bowl game for the first time in a number of years. And so this, 
really damaging to their chances. Obviously, it looked like they had that game in hand for a period, Buck, which I'm sure is very disappointing for Georgia Tech fans. Well, I'll tell you the most disappointing thing is when you've got the lead after three quarters, which the Jackets did. They led 23-17. At home. Heading to the fourth quarter at home. Against an inferior opponent. And they get outscored 21 nothing in the fourth quarter. B.C. ran all over Tech's defense. 150 yards rushing in the fourth quarter. And the uh, quarterback who was from Waycross, Georgia, Thomas uh, Castellanos, had a big, big game, both passing and running, really was the, the X factor in this game for B.C. Haynes King, a difficult day, three interceptions for the Tech quarterback. Now, he, he had a 70-yard run, so he had some moments where things went well. But the three interceptions, absolutely uh, killer in the game. After the game, Brent Key talked to the media, and he talked about the line of scrimmage issues being a big key. Oh, you don't? Okay. Yeah, and that's what Brent Key spoke about after the game was the difference of winning and losing for Tech on Saturday was them losing the line of scrimmage on both sides of the ball was a uh, problem for Tech. So they're going to have to knock off somebody that nobody expects them to beat the rest of the year and then also take down Syracuse. They're going to get to 6-6 six and six on the season and be able to make it to a bowl game. Yeah, so uh, very disappointing. Speaking of disappointing, the Clemson Tigers go down to South Florida to take on the Miami Hurricanes, and they lose in double OT, 28-20. It's the dead gun mistake. Tigers led by 10 in the fourth quarter. Miami was playing a backup quarterback, And it comes down, uh, Miami had scored, and in the second OT, as you know, you can't kick the extra point, you got to go for two. So that's what Miami does, go for two, they make it. And so then Clemson gets the ball back, they've got to score, and they've got to go for two. Well, it's fourth down from the one-yard line, Cabe Klubnick, the quarterback for Clemson, does not hand the ball off, which is what the call was. Hand the ball off to the running back. Instead, he pulls the ball out of the gut of the running back, and he goes scampering toward the pylon out to the left. And the Miami linebacker, who was faster than Klubnik, ran him down. He secured the edge, prevented Klubnik from getting it in the end zone, and Clemson falls to 4-3. 4-3. Four and, three. Four and three. <laughs> These Clemson fans... They are beside themselves today as they are looking like they're staring down at a 7-5 and five season right now, which is tremendously disappointing for Clemson. And then Dabo throws Klubnik under the bus after the game. You saw it immediately. He goes yelling at one of the probably the uh, running back uh, or the quarterback coach there on the sideline. He, he goes yelling saying he's supposed to hand the ball off. I mean, how cool is that? But he didn't. Trying to do too much. And I, I just asked this question to the Clemson fans out there. We've got one of our sales guys, big Clemson guy, and I asked him this before the show started. 
What are you thinking about Dabo and the Tigers right now? I mean, you were blaming all their lack of success on DJ Uyunglele, the former quarterback that was so bad that he had to transfer out of the, the Clemson program. He goes to Oregon State. Now he has got them in the top 25, and he's one of the top-rated quarterbacks in college football. How about them Tigers? And you look at where Clemson is right now. Klubnik is playing down, lowly rated when it comes to the total QBR. They are 4-3, and three, and that fan base is disgruntled. Dabo. A lot of people taking shots at Dabo right now. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. Final word on the show today. Got a book that's available. Wanted to throw that back out. I hadn't mentioned that much lately. And with the Georgia-Florida game this week, Inside the Hedges is available. You can find it online at InsideTheHedges.com. They can ship the book to you. Got a big chapter on the 1980 Georgia-Florida game. Miracle play to Lindsey Scott. Giving you a lot of the background on that. And the book is all about the 1980 national championship season from the quarterback's perspective. And give you a little bit of the backstory. Why Valdosta High was so successful during their great run as the winningest high school football program in the country. And we uh, break down that 1980 Georgia-Florida game at length. So uh, check that out. If you had not gotten the book yet, you can find it at InsideTheHedges.com. It's going to do it for my show. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Hope you'll join me tomorrow here on The Fan. Thank you, Buck. In today's fast-paced world, your business deserves banking solutions that are as dynamic and cost-effective as you are. Solutions like free business checking from LGE Community Credit Union, free online and mobile banking, no minimum balance required, plus no maintenance fees and dividends on your balance. At LGE, we're a smarter way to bank. See what's possible for your business at lgeccu.org. No monthly maintenance fees. Other service fees such as NSF, overdraft, wire, and stop payment fees still apply. Not all businesses will qualify. Membership eligibility and base savings account that keeps it $5 minimum balance required. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves' 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.